Listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is our 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with me is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. Steve, I was struck by an interview given to the Akron Beacon Journal in 2014 by a woman named Delilah Rollins, a Barberton, Ohio woman who has been stalked by tragedy. Her father was killed on Father's Day in 1987. Her mother was killed 13 years later on Mother's Day in 2000. Wow. Both murders, unconnected to each other as far as anyone knows, happened in the same house. I can't even imagine the statistical odds of that happening to a child, let alone the obvious emotional toll it would take. One of those murders was solved, the other unsolved. And we're making that our 10-minute mystery. The murder that was solved was the one of her father. It was June of 1987. Samson Rollins was 24, living with his fiancée, Mickey Wilson, and their two young children on Bell Street in Barberton, Ohio. Just before 4 p.m. that day, he got into an argument with his friend, Ronald Brandt. Brandt pulled a 32 caliber revolver and shot him twice. Rollins left the house and made it two doors away, seeking someone to help him, but he died. Delilah was just four years old at the time and in the house when it happened. She and her seven-year-old brother hid under the kitchen table. Brandt was convicted of voluntary manslaughter in a plea deal in that case, He died himself in prison of natural causes in 1991, four years into his 13 to 25-year sentence. While Delilah couldn't remember much about her father's murder, she can't stop from remembering her mother's murder. She was a 17-year-old Barberton High School junior in May of 2000 when Delilah stopped by her mom's home on Bell Street to celebrate Mother's Day with her. Mickey was 37, a hardworking mom who often juggled up to three jobs. She was an animal lover. She had four dogs, and she loved to play darts and read books. Mickey had stopped working about two months earlier because her boyfriend, Eddie Rhodes, intended to support her. Now, Eddie had a record. Five years earlier, he went to prison for burglary. It was his second trip there. He had recently been released from Mansfield Correctional Institution. But he was a longtime friend of the family that had known him since he was a boy growing up in the Van Buren homes across the street. Mickey was convinced that Eddie was trying to stay on the straight and narrow. He'd gotten a full-time job at BNC Industries and did roofing and car repairs on the side. And he bought her an engagement ring. 
Neighbors said the couple were always holding hands. They never knew them to fight. The couple was fixing up Mickey's house, hoping to sell it. Eddie's plan was that as soon as he completed his parole requirements, the pair would move to Texas for a fresh start. They weren't going to make it. Delilah was in the company of her cousin Melinda Marks when they visited her mother that Mother's Day. The front door was open and the kitchen light on. Delilah called out for her mom, but when she didn't answer, the two teens made their way through the house and to the front bedroom where they saw Wilson and Rhodes lying on the bed. My mom was in a nightgown. It looked like she was sleeping, Delilah told a reporter back in 2000. But Eddie's feet were hanging off the bed, and he was in his work boots and sweat clothes, his work clothes. Delilah lifted the pillow and saw her mother's pale face. She and her cousin ran from the room and kept running till they reached Herbert Wilson, Mickey Wilson's brother, who lived two doors away. While he called police, Delilah felt compelled to return to her mother. Despite the evidence of her eyes, she tried to wake her up. Mickey Wilson's mother, Patricia Ross, told a reporter she knew something was wrong that Sunday because Mickey should have been over to visit her that morning, their own Mother's Day tradition. Mickey Wilson was buried at Hillside Memorial Park next to Sampson, the father of her children and the man she once dreamed of sharing a life with before a bullet took him from her. The homicides stunned the South Barberton neighborhood. Two weeks after it happened, Residents packed a meeting room of a local Baptist church to talk about the decline of what they had once seen as a nice and friendly, racially mixed neighborhood. Mickey Wilson herself had been a member of the local crime watch effort, distributing flyers and stickers to households and businesses. Police told the gathering that while the area, which had a lot of public housing, was the subject of many calls to the station, They were mostly misdemeanor complaints and boisterous activity. There was nothing going on that suggested the area was a high-crime area. The mystery of what happened to Mickey Wilson and Eddie Rhodes remains. In 2000, Barberton police said they followed leads and interviewed many people. Sure, Eddie had a checkered past, but police couldn't nail down a motive. On the other hand, The execution-style hits indicated it certainly wasn't a random act of violence. They were targeted. When the Beacon Journal spoke to police again in 2014, nothing had changed. Police told reporters once again that there were no new leads, and the old ones had only led to dead ends. That's it for our midweek 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and may all of your mysteries have happy endings. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? 
That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.